0: I'm I I forgot the guy's name. Um, it's Butterfly Kisses. You guys know that song? <laughs> no. I would sing it, but our pro- our podcast will probably get flagged and taken down by Universal <laughs> Music Group. Which, by the way, if you hear this and you're from Universal <laughs> Music Group, then you can get out of here. Uh, Bob,
1: Seeger? No. No. Dylan Carr. Carlisle. Carlisle. Bob Carlisle. Carlisle. I have just realized I have never seen the word Carlisle typed out (laughs) and it just made me have a stroke.
2: It's Carl and then Isle. Yeah, it makes sense
1: now, but I saw that. I saw that and saw (laughs) Carl I just stopped because I was like, I know I'm not going to say it right. And then as soon as you said Carlisle, it made sense because I saw what you said. Carl and then Isle. Makes complete sense. But I just realized in 20, I'm about to turn 25 in three weeks. In three weeks, I've almost spent a quarter of a century on this earth. And I've never seen the word Carlisle typed out. Not once.
0: That's incredible. I don't even remember
2: his name. Hey everyone, welcome to These Are Words. On this episode, we're going to be sharing about some of our favorite songs that have had a big impact on our lives, starting with some uh, funny examples and then gradually getting more serious and emotional. So we hope you enjoy it, and here we go. Let's talk about songs.
0: Songs.
1: Is it songs or songs? It's time. I'm bringing back. Uh, Sexy, Sexy back. Knew it. Knew it. Oh my gosh.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're bringing back what? I'm. I'm gonna start bringing back little like. Uh, Lil Wayne. No, little. A uh, little big town actually.
1: Oh my gosh, we're gonna have one of these podcasts. <laughs> Everybody, (laughs) I'm telling you right now to skip it. Turn it off. At
2: this point you've heard the hook in the intro, (laughs) some nice music that you probably love. And then this, and you're turning it off.
0: We'll see you -hmm. you next time. All right. It's been a a good one. (laughs) Go
1: re-listen to last week's.
0: I was gonna say I'm bringing back little like intros to whatever we're talking about. No, Uh, yeah, uh, I just I felt like we have just been missing it and we all forgot. No one missed it. I did. So go uh, get your own podcast. This is mine. Yours. Yes. There's three people here. I'm starting a
2: new one. So this is kind of secondary for me.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) You're kind of the glue. So we we can't really lose you here. (laughs) Yeah, you're the most
1: important.
2: Yeah, we're going to keep doing it. It's just not that important to me anymore.
1: (laughs) Got it. I got you. So we'll just do it whenever you've got time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: But still, every week. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so, what you're bringing back? I don't want. Okay,
0: don't do that. Songs. Gosh. You, you guys aren't a fan. No. I'm just giving the people what they want. Man. No, nobody asked for that. Uh, well. Just agree the one,
2: to disagree. <laughs> just the one people what he wants.
0: <laughs> the one people.
2: So. <sighs> what kind? What kind of songs? Have had a big impact on you.
0: Okay, so I've got two songs that I would I would classify as funny and just I feel like we've said like a lot of stuff, but we haven't said anything yet. So here's what we're doing on this, on this episode. <laughs> we are talking about songs that either mean a lot to us or just kind of stick out, have made us feel the, the feels or whatever. So um, I've got two that I would I would classify as being kind of funny. The first song, and Logan has a very close personal experience with the lo- my love of this song.
1: Uh, it's one of mine. It's one of mine. Is it really? Yes, I know exactly. I'm going to say it. Say it. White and nerdy. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> I it's love it. That's l- one of yours?
0: Yes. because But because of you. <laughs> yes. I'm all about spreading the gospel of Weird Al Yankovic. I think he's amazing. Um, I So when I was in, gosh... Like late elementary school, like maybe fifth grade. Um, I had a close friend who, uh, was really super into Weird Al. And what are you doing math? What are you doing?
2: I'm trying to figure out how old I was when you were in oh. fifth grade. I was in <laughs> you were a junior. Yeah,
0: junior in high school.
2: <laughs> so I had stopped listening to Weird Al at this
0: point. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me because I, I haven't stopped listening Dude, yet. But L-
2: listen to this real quick though. When I was in fifth grade, I met a guy named Ted who was in my class, and he loved Weird Al, and that yeah. was my introduction to Weird Al. Fifth grade, also. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a great time to so, to get into Weird Al. I can't figure out why, but yeah. So i I listened to everything that he had. I mean, all of his old stuff, because right around that time was when YouTube, like first, first started and um but there were other websites where you could watch like artists like uh music videos and stuff like that like aol.com had music videos i I frequently visited aol.com to watch music videos
2: hold on hold the phone what is aol.com
0: well i don't know if it's anything anymore but it was
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was a- just
0: aol.com it was like yahoo like you would go to yahoo.com and there's just like a Freaking million things happening on the front page. You have no idea what to it do. Was with like it.
1: A, it was like a one-stop shop. Like, yeah, you just, uh, it was like a Walmart of the internet. You, like you, you click news, links to funny stuff, to whatever. weather, yeah. whatever, all of it. There was an instant messenger. Yeah. Surely you've heard wow. of AOL. AIM. Yeah. Uh, he's trolling us, but my am me-
2: not, us. I, I am kind of, but my memory of AOL <laughs> is to get a, uh, like a CD disc yeah. and put it in your computer. So you have a month of free AOL internet. <laughs>
0: That's too old for me. I know. I don't know what that is.
2: I know, but some of our listeners are gonna relate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm upset that I don't know what that is. So I got it super into Weird Al. I was obsessed. I just thought like the the creativity and the the way that he the way it he didn't just like change the lyrics to a song, but he like changed them identically. Like syllables match. the The content of the songs were all hilarious and creative. And then, so when I was um, in seventh grade, his album "Straight Out of Lynwood" came out in two thousand seven.
2: Uh, is that a "Straight Out of Compton"? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm probably I'm assuming it is, but Lynwood <laughs> is in California, which is actually where he's from, if I remember correctly. It's just kind of like a
1: whatever. Yeah, it's town. a. It's, it's just a, a, a place. Direct plug to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So,
0: "Straight Out of Lynwood," the cover was him like <laughs> I was wearing like. Like a letterman jacket, <laughs> <and> like a <laughs> leather flat bill hat. <laughs> like it's weird, dude. So in 2007, Weird Al comes out with Straight Outta Linwood, which uh, is definitely directly related to Straight Outta Compton. He is from California. And um, I mean, if you played the whole album right now, top to bottom, I feel like I could get like 95% of the words. Like <laughs> that's how much I freaking just crushed that album, man. And and that that's the kind of fan I was. I didn't just like the hits. Like I'm listening to the full album. <laughs> the, all of it. I love all of it. He had a great song. I think it's the number it might be the second track, but um the entire song is literally about his pancreas and how much he loves it. <laughs> and it's it like the scientific information in that song is one hundred percent accurate. That's like, amazing he's talking about like the islets of longer Hans and like flowing into the duodenum, like, like stuff that you don't remember until you're like, gosh, I think I remember that word from anatomy when I was in high school, you know, it's so weird. So white and nerdy blew my freaking mind. And obviously at the time in around 2007, like rap music was pop music. Like rap, rap was like the most popular genre at the time. So cam a millionaire had a song called Ride and Dirty that everyone knew. I'm sorry,
2: Camillionaire. Camillionaire. No,
0: it was Camomillionaire. No. Not Camomile tea
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I,
2: I love what you're doing right now. Please continue. <laughs>
0: it's not real.
1: He <laughs> thought it
0: was Camomillion It is. Look it up. It's
1: Camillionaire.
0: Camomillionaire. Oh boy. Camomillionaire T had a song <laughs> that everyone knew called Ride and Dirty. And it was it was I I don't know a single word of the song other than Ride and Dirty. But I, I right now, I know every word to white and nerdy. <laughs> and it changed my life, man. I told everybody about it. I told my mom about it. I remember telling her, like, listen, you got to hear this new Weird Al song. And she hated it. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't think it was funny at all. She's like, this is so stupid. And I'm like, well, you just don't get it. <laughs> and um, so I when I was in seventh grade, I had a binder, um, which is like a thing that you put like Paper in. <laughs> you know, I love you, the amount of you you
1: put on binder.
2: binders <laughs> like, like no one else remembers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you remember binders, and um, I had a binder that I would carry with me to school that had I had printed out the lyrics to all of my favorite songs, and I kept <laughs> them in this binder. It was blue, <laughs> which is my favorite color, and uh, like in the front, I, everything I'm saying is so true. The front like pop like pouch. I kept white and nerdy at the front always no matter what song i added
2: you were a weird al marsupial i was in it dude you kept him in your pouch that's
0: right he was right up in this pouch beautiful line beautiful and i dude i just couldn't get enough of it and so still to this day like white and nerdy i think it's just a an absolute triumph of of music and modern art and i i can't i can't let it go it's so amazing And um, you haven't
2: even mentioned the music video.
0: Oh, the music video is hilarious, yeah, because Weird Al plays like all of the characters, of course, which is amazing. Um, (laughs) it's like R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet, but shorter and different, which he also did. (laughs) Yeah, he did a cover of Trapped in the Drive, (laughs) Trapped in the Closet called Trapped in the Drive Through. It's
1: hilarious, it is hilarious. (laughs) I've never heard that one, it's like
0: 10 minutes long. I can't wait, dude, syllable for syllable. He gets all the inflection. It's it's just amazing. I think Weird Al is one of the most beautiful and creative people that, that the world has ever seen, and I'm I'm better for having lived while he did, uh, or does. He's not dead. He no. actually just got his star on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um,
1: um for Lance's uh, bachelor party, the first idea was to go to a Weird Al concert. We we're gonna su- surprise him with it, and literally no one could go. <laughs> Hey, or one, I'm, and two. I'm, yeah, go it was, either way. <laughs> it was only. Yeah, I think it was one and two. Nobody was like, eh, "We don't, we don't love," or everybody was like, "We don't love Lance that much." Besides Tucker and I, Tucker and I, we were like, "We're for Tucker sure going to do it." Down.
2: Okay, yeah. so Eli and I talked about, and we were like, "We just don't have the money to spend on Weird Al concert." We but do if it love... was like
0: we were going to go see like U two, like everyone would have paid to go.
2: No, there's no way I would have gone to see a two concert. You're wrong. I would not spend money on that.
0: That's, that's false. You're you so know, dumb.
2: You know why? Why? Because U2 is great if you get rid of the vocals and the rhythm section. Gosh. Jesus
0: of Nazareth. <laughs> Blessed be his name. Rise up and walk. <laughs> what you have said is horrifying. What you... To you. Yeah.
2: And to me, it's canon.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's my full spiel on White and Nerdy, but that, that song has so many memories I mean like me and my friends just like staying up late and we would just like all sing it at the top of our lungs which is weird because it's kind of a low song and it's a rap but like you get it <laughs> and binders you remember yeah, binders
2: I do remember yeah, binders I they had were, one when I was in grade school they were called trapper keepers
0: I'm sorry one more time
2: you've never heard that before have you no trapper keepers why yeah I don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, what?
2: Actually, I think a Trapper Keeper was like a larger... um, Like
0: a three-inch binder?
2: Well, not just that. Like, you could put pins in it. Oh. It acted as a binder on the inside, but you could also, like, store hella more things in it.
1: Hella more things. I want to go next and talk about... Please do. White and Nerdy some more. <laughs> Come um, on. <laughs> so, that song... Brought so much joy to me as your friend because it is the dumbest thing, but
0: it is so funny. It is so impressive what Weird Al does. I'm so sorry to stop you, but I just realized because I looked at the album cover and it didn't dawn on me until just now. That I didn't know until just now that straight out of Linwood was a reference to straight out of Compton. I cannot believe that. I, well, I was in seventh grade. I didn't know You're what not straight out of Compton was. You're not in seventh grade now. I know, but I've never thought about it until just now. <laughs> Even when you said it, I was like, it didn't just, it didn't like hit me like I didn't know.
2: <laughs> Which is surprising because listening to Weird Al, I would say, demands an appropriate. A uh, level of knowledge for pop culture.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I'm I'm up there, but I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight I was, over the. Head. I mean, I'm so apparently sorry. not. I'm yeah. so sorry, guys. Yeah, it's fine. Please continue, Logan. I'm so sorry. So that
1: song is the most ridiculous thing, but it's honestly so impressive what he does. Like how good the song is. Yes. Um, so I actually te- texted Lance about this just like a couple weeks ago. I was driving around delivering stuff for work. And I just had my phone connected to the car, and it was just playing through the library. And White and Nerdy came on, uh, because remember, I used to share your iTunes library. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my god, I have not heard Weird Al, Weird Al in years. So I listened through that song, and then I went and found him on Apple Music and just listened to everything. <laughs> and, the
2: discography.
1: Yes, and it was so so much fun. But the reason why it's on my list is because of that day. So one day in the middle of the summer, it was so hot. It was so so hot. We had to deliver these flyers for for your stepdad's company, right?
0: Yeah, I think he was like I think that's when he had his store.
1: Yeah, it was like opening and we had to like hit all these neighborhoods with these flyers and like newspaper boxes or mailboxes or whatever for free. Didn't we didn't get paid? No, I don't even
0: know why we didn't get paid. That's what family does, man. You just do do stuff. I guess. And so I don't know why you were there, but <laughs> that's why I was there. <laughs> and so we rode
1: around, and it took hours. And for whatever reason, it will always be ingrained in my mind that day that that song came on and you started rapping it, which I knew you knew all the words, and I filmed it. I knew you knew all the words, but to hear you. And watch you actually hit every <laughs> single word because some parts are legitimately fast. Did he? And I'm not kidding every single word. <laughs> and <laughs> you can tell in the video, he nails it like it's his song.
2: It is my song, man. <laughs> and you have this video. I have yeah. it. I'm okay. I'm so excited for, <laughs> for
1: Monday. And once I'm not the one talking, I'll go find it in my camera roll and send it in the group text. But it is. It is actually impressive, but that's why, because it brought me so much joy because of how much joy it brought you.
0: (laughs) It (laughs) still brings me the same
1: amount of joy. It's so impressive. So, yeah, um, that's (laughs) pretty much it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Asher, what's your funny song? Because that was mine.
2: Okay, I just have two. So I'll I'll back way, way up to, you all said 2007 for.
0: Yeah, that's straight out of Linwood, man.
2: From two thousand four to two thousand six, I worked at a, a tiny um quick service restaurant called Chick fil A <laughs> for those two years.
0: You may have heard of it.
2: Yeah. I started out making five fifty an hour
0: and ended what? up I know. How? That was minimum wage then? How?
2: That was that that was over minimum wage in two
0: thousand four. Holy oh, cow wow. Right? Things have really changed.
2: During those two years, Chick fil A was not what it is now. Because sure. now they play what what we know as Muzak, <laughs> which has no words. It is churchy worship music. Yeah. Just instrumental, right. normally with either pan flute or horrible <laughs> nylon guitar. Yeah. So back in 2004, the kitchen crew would listen to whatever the heck we wanted which normally involved a radio station in Knoxville that played rap or rock that had cuss words in it and i heard Solid. i heard a song that i hated so much and i heard it every day and it beat me down it's called my humps oh <laughs> <laughs> if you're familiar with the office this, <laughs> if you're familiar with The Office, this is Michael Scott's ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that song so much that it beat me down and it became one of my favorite songs because I thought it was so funny after a while. But, I mean, it's it's terrible. So that's, that's just a quick, funny story. But uh, Was a that little, just Fergie or was that the Black Eyed Peas? That was the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. They also did Don't Funk With My Heart.
0: Oh my god! And I
2: heard that one a lot. It was Funk spelled P H U N K. I still love that song.
0: I don't know it, and I, I'm I'm probably better for it.
2: And Maroon Five had just released um Diary song,
0: songs of Jane. about Jane. Songs about Jane. That's it. Diary of Jane. Yeah. What is Diary of Jane? I don't know. I don't know. Songs so, about Jane is a great album. Is and it? then everyone after that was bad.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. No, their recent stuff is incredible. Maroon Five. Yeah.
0: Not surely we're not talking about the same Maroon Yeah,
2: part. the two hits that are on the radio right now. I wouldn't know. You don't know girls like you.
0: Some girls like me, or they have before.
2: No, just one girl likes you now.
0: She, she's the only one.
2: She's the only one. Okay. Lindsay doesn't like you. Bree doesn't like you. Anyway, good. So, good, good, um, good, good. when my wife, my now wife, Lindsay, and I, my wife, started to, I wish started
1: she would leave me alone for forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get out. I'm calling the cops. Um we hey, I
0: had to do that last night. What? I called the police last night at four in the morning. My neighbors.
1: The people downstairs again?
0: Yeah, dude. They were screaming and yelling at each other. It was it was scary. I'm so sorry. I hijacked what yeah. you were saying. But um
2: in 2012.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the year of our lord.
2: A little a little song that had a video on YouTube that got a billion views and still counting.
0: Call, Can me you may- guess? Call me maybe? No.
2: No, oh. no, no. Okay. <laughs> Lin- Lindsay and I, Lindsay, my now wife, who I started dating around this time in 2012, we got connected on Twitter. <laughs> started uh, getting in each other's DMs a little bit. Oh, So we shared a song with each other from Korea.
0: Gangnam Style? Yes. You got to be kidding. That wow. was
2: like the first song that we connected about. And that music video to this day will make me guffaw, as we have often said on the podcast.
0: What a great word.
2: It's so funny. And he's hilarious in interviews, too. What's his name? Psy? Psy. I thought it
0: was Gangnam.
2: His name is Gangnam. His last name is Style. He's from one of the Koreas. uh,
0: The better one, I think.
2: In his interviews, he's like, yeah, I went to Berkeley or like some school like that. Yeah, And I just skipped class all day long. He's hilarious. So... It, it's a it's a hilarious song, and it has a special place in my heart because my wife and I started connecting because of that song.
0: That's crazy. On Twitter,
1: you should check your text. <laughs> okay? Because I sent that
0: video. Okay, Gosh. so so my second one that was funny is not like a funny song; it's just a funny reason to like a song. Okay, are we are we, are we here? Are we back to me? Yeah,
2: we're back is that to cool? you. Okay. But all I got in my text was a picture of. Weird Al Yankovic. By the way, I oh, think you mispronounced so. it earlier. Uh, oh, okay, it's not know. there yet. You said Yankovic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> so my second one is um, I'm I I forgot the guy's name. Um, it's Butterfly Kisses. You guys know that song? <laughs> no. I would sing it, but our pro- our podcast would probably get flagged and taken down by Universal <laughs> Music Group. Which, by the way, if you hear this and you're from Universal <laughs> Music Group, then you can get out of here. Uh, Bob. Seeger?
1: No. No. Dylan? Car- is that Carlisle. Carlisle. Bob Carlisle. I just Kisses realized real. I have never seen the word Carlisle typed out, <laughs> and it just made me have a stroke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Carl. And then Isle, yeah, it makes sense now.
1: But I saw that. I saw that and saw (laughs) Carl I just stopped because I was like, (laughs) I know I'm not gonna say it right. And then as soon as you said Carlisle, it made sense because I saw what you said, Carl, and then aisle makes complete sense yeah. but I just realized in twenty I'm about to turn twenty-five in three weeks in three weeks I've almost spent a quarter of a century on this earth and I've never seen the word Carlisle typed out not once
0: that's incredible I don't even remember his name it became something so much more so
2: hey can I guess real quick because yeah. my my mother and I would give each other butterfly kisses. You did? Yeah. Do you know oh. Do you know what that means?
0: It's, uh, yeah, eyelashes, right?
2: Like when you blink real fast against yeah. someone's skin.
0: Oh, you, God. Do you think <laughs> that Eskimo kiss is racist? <laughs> Brie yeah. does that to me.
2: <laughs> we'll get back to Brie, but why did you bring up Eskimo kisses? <laughs> because
0: butterfly kisses and Eskimo kisses are very closely related, or at least they are in my brain. And I've always wondered... Why is it called that? And then I was like, is it because their noses are cold? And then I said, is that racist? (laughs) I don't know. I'm so sorry.
2: I don't know why Eskimo kisses are called Eskimo kisses. I don't know what's
0: happening in my brain right now.
2: I don't know why butterfly kisses are called that either.
0: Okay. I hate that feeling. (laughs) I
1: hate it.
2: People's eyelashes touching you? Yes. How
1: often is that happening? Uh, Well, once Brie found out that I hate it, she does it all the time.
2: I respect the (laughs) heck out of her for that. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. So, I my earliest memory of this is sometime around 2001. My sister and I got a karaoke machine for Christmas, and it had um four CDs of songs that you you could choose from. And one of those songs was Butterfly Kisses. Okay. And my sister and I sang the heck out of it, man. That was our favorite. Both of us loved that song. We sang it all the time. Like, and honestly, it's like a pretty good song. Like, it's got everything you want. It's musically interesting. Lyrics are solid. What a great, what a great ballad.
1: I can't
2: listen to it anymore. It'll make me too
1: emotional. It's
0: so, yeah, it, dude, it'll, it'll get me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, still to this day. I yeah. have never heard it, obviously. Never even heard of the guy. Dude, you, well, no one has. No one knows who Bob Carlisle is, but Butterfly Kisses, by God, is a great song. Um. I don't know I don't know why it was on that like CD set but I mean <laughs> it was I don't remember any other song on those CDs except for that one and it stuck with me to this day I love that song Wow so that was my that was my other funny one it's not a funny song but it's like a weird memory Yeah it's always stuck with me I don't know All right you go I don't know yeah. what you had to say
2: No that's fine and and we can cut this but um just a hilarious like new memory for me since being married is that I'm going to share about my wife again. She will take um, Christmas songs and just insert the name of our dog.
1: Yes. (laughs) You've told me about this. It makes me
2: so happy. So instead of just imagine this for a little bit, the song silver bells, go Google it. We'll post it on the playlist that we, (laughs) that we'll have going on silver bells instead of saying, or instead of singing those words to the melody, Sing prissy bears, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and then she'll just make up the rest of it about how fluffy the dog is. So it's it's a new memory to here. Here's where we can take it a little more serious. Silver bells makes me feel emotional for a reason I can't understand or describe or comprehend. I get
1: it. It's because, the, it's the it's the chord. Sure.
2: It's I mean it's the it's just the overall feeling of the song and it does it wouldn't even matter what it said but like the way the melody moves and the chords and everything like it just makes me feel emotional yeah. but for my wife to be able to my wife for I'm my sorry, wife to be able to take a song that from my childhood makes me feel emotional and nostalgic for no reason and make it funny is like therapy to me i get it's that it's therapeutic it's so good so and she does that with so many different songs. It's great.
0: <laughs> that is amazing.
2: So, oh, I do have one more funny one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It, It'll be rapid fire. Do you all know of Flo Rida?
0: Yes, I'm familiar. Do
2: you know the song My House?
0: No, oh, I hate that song. I
2: just wanted to say it's a great song. What is it? Welcome to my house.
0: Oh, okay. Do you know why I know what that song is?
2: Because of football commercial.
0: No, because of Crystalia. He would post these videos on his Instagram. Oh,
2: comedian guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: And it, he, he, the hashtag was always real dancing. And he <laughs> did these really weird dance moves <laughs> to only that song. And then it caught on and other people were doing it. And he would repost them on his Instagram. Yeah. That's the only reason I know what that song is.
2: I just like changing the words to where you just repeat my house over and over.
0: Welcome <laughs> to my house. My house, my house, my, my
1: house, house.
2: My <laughs> house. Yeah
1: we don't have to my house
2: okay well let's (laughs) we don't have to my house we can (laughs) your house i don't
1: know (laughs) his house i don't
2: Um, know okay so So i guess let's go let's go serious yeah i'll shift gears i'll I'll be the one to
1: ruin it
0: i'll be the whipping boy (laughs) no
2: you're fine because you and i will relate to the song that you're about to talk about
1: yeah so we've talked about it a little bit in enneagram part three when we recorded part two and Asher and I just weren't done. So Lance left and then we just kept going. (laughs) Worth it. Um, I forgot that that's what happened. Yeah. That's fun. And so we talked about it then, but uh, Sleeping At Last, Enneagram, shocker, gets brought up every episode because I think it legitimately changed our lives. It has. It did mine. Um, Yeah. And so Sleeping At Last, this guy wrote, Songs about each type, and then um, he also has a podcast about it. So go take the Enneagram, then listen to our podcast about it, then listen to his podcast about the song and like your type, and listen to your song. It's, it's amazing. so good. So, but and y'all, whatever, thank you for sticking with me through that because that was a lot. But, um, <laughs> Atlas One, which is we're type one, Asher and I are. Lance is a type nine, which means that he doesn't have any opinions um (laughs) um, but that song makes me feel emotions that i don't feel often
0: i want to throw this out there so that people don't get confused atlas one is the title of his album and then atlas two is his current album that he's constructing and the song you're referring to is just called one
1: Whatever. Just, I'm, gl- no, I'm,
0: I'm just no, saying I'm, so people can find it.
2: I'm glad you said all that. But I mean, it we'll, says, we'll post it. It
0: says Atlas One whenever I search the song.
2: But that is a different.
0: Atlas is part, is, is it like a series that he's doing? And Atlas One was last year's songs. And then Atlas Two is, is this Is 2018? Year's songs. Yes. Okay. And the song you're talking about is called One. That's it. Okay. That's fine. So just one, so people can find it. That's fine.
1: But One, um, referring to type one. Right. Just from start to finish makes me feel so emotional about myself. Very introspective. Um, I don't think the song does a good job of uh, being hopeful, <laughs> but I think it does a great job of representing who we are. At the end, there is hope. So, like, I would, I would classify myself as not a hopeless person. Like, I don't feel, like, hopeless. Okay. Um, ever. I mean, sometimes I do, but you know, like I feel everybody kind of goes through that point from point to point. But, um, I, in that song, like whenever he opens with hold on for a minute, because I believe that we can fix this over time. The first, I still remember the first time I heard that I was like, Oh no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you physically cry at all?
1: Uh, I physically choked up. Okay. Uh, It takes a lot for the actual like tears to happen. Yeah, but choking up is a big deal to me. Um, Yeah, 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 I I I believe it. And also, I was alone, so uh, I think if I was with someone and they were like, "Let's talk about it," I would have started to cry. Yeah, Um, I would have said
2: no. (laughs) Said no to (laughs) talking about it. Let's not talk about it. See, that's
1: weird though, because I think that's just where we type like type out a little bit different. Because I I love to talk about it i love to talk about it. Um, I feel very therapeutic about it. I didn't used to before I started going to therapy. Okay. Which is we need to have
2: a different a future episode about episode. that. We've been talking about but that for too long. For so well, long. Well, for me, I did cry like bald. Really? But I did not want to talk to anyone about it.
1: So Weird. It was, it was almost the opposite. I could see myself crying to it if I got, if I just kept, if I like dwelled in it. Yeah. But for the first time, like it, it hit home. Right, and um, but not sad, but it just it hit very close to me, and um, so like from that opening line to the very end where uh he says um, oh, what does he say? I have it pulled up if you want me. To read grace. It. it says the very uh, last
0: part is, "I'll hold it all more loosely and yet somehow much more dearly because I've spent my whole life searching desperately to find out that grace requires nothing." Grace requires nothing of me.
1: I could honestly, honestly, honestly have a whole episode talking, breaking down this song and how it applies to me. Oh, my
2: God. We should do that as bonus content. Honestly. I would love to,
1: yeah. honestly, because it is, it's, it's so good. This song
0: gets me, man.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not a type but one, but I wonder, I wonder if that song, do you feel, what do you feel towards Asher and I? Do you feel pity? Do you feel no. compassion? What See, that's what I want you to feel. That's what I (laughs) want you to feel. I want people to hear that and think, goodness, I didn't understand.
0: Yeah. I think that's the beauty of the Enneagram for every type. Yeah. It's like, wow, I didn't know. Right. And for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I feel that way about every type.
1: Well, I feel like I, and it's not pity. And that's what I asked to see. But like I, it is compassion towards Brie, type three, listen to her song. And I was like, I didn't. And it's not the end all, be all, one hundred percent the truth. Absolutely. But like, I asked Brie about it, and she was like, "Yeah, I identified with it." Like, have heavily, we mentioned on the podcast heavily. that
0: all three of our significant others are Type Threes? Oh my god! I don't gosh. think we have. I don't it's think we've talked about that. Very interesting. Yeah.
1: Me. Yeah. That
0: all of them. Type. Yep.
1: Three both your wives and my fiance. That's unbelievable. We'll
0: have to get into that another time. Yeah. Sure. Dude, man, this song, holy cow. So
1: (laughs) the ending of that, but that grace requires nothing of me, I have not described myself as like a works based person. Like I don't, I would not say like, oh, my salvation or whatever is rooted out of works. I don't feel that way and have never felt that way. But I think that it's different than like receiving grace. I I feel as though I feel indebted very quickly. And so um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I <laughs> like hearing it hurt yeah. is hopeful because I like to hear that grace requires nothing of me, but the concept of it doesn't register in my mind completely. You are inside my brain right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't register. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's and, not a possible concept.
1: Right. And so to hear like whenever I wrong someone or whenever I take something, yeah, um, there is no it's okay. There is always like something to be fixed, fixed. fixed or, mm-hmm. or given back or made right. Everything has to be equaled out. That's wild.
2: Yeah. Like equality is but, huge for me. and yes. not, not in a, but not in a racial this. or sexual sense. Just <laughs> like I like tit for tat.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Tell me this, though. I don't feel that way whenever I give. No. Because it's only whenever I take. Like I could give Lance everything I own and I would not be like, dude, you owe me. Right. But if he gave me a a shirt, and just be like, you can have it. I'd be like, I f- no, don't I know have, how I feel about it. I have to
0: give you something back. That yeah, that is crazy. Like honestly, you and Laurel could. Okay, <laughs> no, so, I'm saying because you, I've, now I now I've seen that. What do you mean? I just like I'm. I mean, I can't think of one specific time. But, but you like, under. I get what you're saying. Like, if if I do you a favor, you you will try and go out of your way to like repay me. But but not always the opposite.
2: To where it might even be obnoxious <laughs> to you. Well, not well, to me,
1: uh, n- <laughs> not to nine, Lance, <laughs> but to not someone to else. Lance. Yeah. But yeah. that's so wild. Like I've okay, so like it. the other night, whenever, or actually this entire past week. So Bree has been in Kenya, and I have been lost puppy. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, Lance and Laurel, I've spent so much time with you guys. Which I mean, I spend time with you guys a lot anyways or usually the four of us do but in this past week just like I feel indebted because it wasn't like you were pitying me but it was more of just like filling time but more specifically of what I'm talking about is like whenever I came over and y'all cooked for me like I get it like if y'all came over to the apartment and Bree and I are cooking like uh, that actually happened just a couple weeks ago right we were already cooking I showed up
0: not expecting to eat and, and then you we fed, fed you. me anyway. And
1: I forgot about that until literally just now, but yeah. I've not forgotten that you guys cooked for me. That's so good. And I feel like you, something in me. You
2: still feel it. Yes. Until it's repaid in your mind.
1: In my mind. So it doesn't have to be repaid yeah. with another meal, but it has to be repaid in something else, like I have to do something for Lance. And it's weird though because it it's not like I go like I don't know. Do you know that episode of The Office where like Andy and Dwight are trying to like one up the other one with favors? Yes. It's not like that. No. It's it's different. And I can't really explain it, but I will I won't forget it until we move on to the next thing. (laughs) That's so funny.
2: Well, to to further that for me personally, like if Lance did something for me and said, you don't have to repay me, I wouldn't believe you. (laughs) That does like Logan, you saying it doesn't register is 100%. Yeah. Like, if anyone says, you know, like I, and most people wouldn't do this, but like, if someone did something kind for me and said, hey, I recognize that I did something kind for you and you don't have to do anything kind back, I would say that's not truth. (laughs) Like, in the universe, (laughs) that's not... That's just not how the universe works.
1: So funny! I got my hair cut today, and the guy that came to cut my hair, he uh, like literally graduated last Tuesday, and then he's got to take his test like at the end of the month, so he's technically not licensed. Okay. So he can't charge me, but he's like, "You just pay whatever you think it's worth." And so I used to pay Matt ten dollars. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he because he like I was like I need it cut like literally right now. Cause I wanted to get it cut before. Um, I'm going to be honest on the podcast. I wanted to get it cut before Brie got back because I literally looked so bad. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> I felt so bad that I like put him under a time crunch that I paid him more than he asked for <laughs> just yeah. because, and I can't, I, I would have felt guilty if I had paid what he asked for and he asked for that. It doesn't make sense. Right.
0: That's wild.
1: But I, yeah, I don't know. So that song, to get, kind of bring this all back around, because we've sure, been talking sure. for 20 minutes, that song makes me, I, I do think it makes me a, a better person because it makes me more self-aware of things that I already know. Right. Mm.
0: That's cool.
2: I'm pulling up the song right now, and we'll, I'll cut out some space, but um, I'm pulling up the song right now because I want to read the second verse because that oh, is greater. Rar- I, 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 re-
0: I read the whole song while you guys were talking. You're I texted talking you all.
1: You're talking about where it says, um, "Oh, the list goes goodness. on forever." Yeah, the list. The yes, the list goes on forever of all the ways I could be better in my mind. Yeah, I can't handle that. That's where it broke me. That's yeah. where I was yeah. the most like, I. This guy is in my head. That's exactly what and, I was going to say. And for the for the guy to not be a one and, and understand be able that. to understand this, I want to meet him because <laughs> yeah. you know
0: what he is though, right? He's a he's a, a, nine. He's a Exactly. But
1: yeah, he's a nine, right? So yeah. he understands I all think the that, other types. I think
0: there's a reason he's so good at this, and I think it's because he's a nine.
2: Because nines understand all the other types better than they understand themselves. One
0: hundred percent. Stereotypically, I, it I so think freaking I, true, think I <laughs> could. I think
1: I could study the enneagram and not understand any of them to the to half of the degree that I understand myself. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah.
0: I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on everybody but me. <laughs>
1: I think that that's hilarious though because that's that's like a very I don't even know if this is a word introspective introspective like mindset where you it's all over your personality man you don't you
0: don't want to think about yourself cuz It's because I'm not good at it it's just and empathy. I don't want to think
1: about I don't want to think about you
0: <laughs> I Like
1: I, I know that's so funny, funny but yeah I know like I I I think that <laughs> I really care for the people that I care for. Right. Yeah. But like, and I do want to understand other people, but I'm so stuck in my own head with that other voice that I can't help but learn about myself. I
0: think that's why I'm so obsessed with the Enneagram is because it's the first time I've been given an opportunity to actually understand myself.
2: Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about this as opposed to the Myers-Briggs where it's like, this is your type, be your type, this is it. Uh, at least that's the mentality behind, yeah. you know, the way it's been portrayed to me. But the Enneagram is like, this is you, but this is not complete. Even right. this is not complete. Yeah, you yes. are not complete. And that's
0: it's, what it's I a love about it. Yeah, that you get to go on with yourself, and it helps you become the better version of you, which we've, everyone can identify with.
2: We've got to just change the podcast. I don't <laughs> it's know. an Enneagram I, I don't podcast. Know what, I don't know what we're doing. Well, how here. are we going to talk
0: about anything else without bringing it up? Now, Do you are, were you going to bring? The, uh, were you going to read those lyrics?
2: No, not now. You read them. I mean, I we, them. We, we... Oh,
0: no. I thought, we, I thought we were in a break. No. Oh, okay. That's cool.
2: I mean, just the, the list going on forever. Like, I physically make lists. I'm pulling it up right now. This is a list of things that I have to do. And I didn't accomplish them all on this list.
1: We could walk into my cubicle at work. Cubicle. Right. I work in an American cubicle. Um, God and bless. And post-its post-its of stuff and it's not personal it's not like be better it's like just list of stuff i gotta do yeah that in doing those make me feel better about myself so wild and it's my job (laughs) like if i get fired if i don't do it but it still feels like a personal vendetta to get it done
2: yes and here's the thing too like i scored high as a three on the online test and the three is very like outward recognition, like I want people to recognize what I've accomplished, what I've achieved, success. And for me, that's not it at all. Like I don't feel complete unless I have perfected it or accomplished it to my own standard.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's wild. Yeah.
0: So are you up for the next song?
1: I or was that ours? I mean, (laughs) that's definitely ours. That's our song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can go back. We can go back to me if we want to.
2: Yeah, go for it. I've I just got, did got one got of
1: couple. I I just did one of each. I didn't think that we would do multiple. That's okay. So. I, no, I don't fine.
0: have to I won't spend as much time on all of these as I did White and Nerdy, but Sure. Uh, <laughs> that was good.
1: That was
2: good though.
0: Since we're kind of hitting heavy, um, I will I'll lighten it up just a little bit. But I do have a heavy one uh that I want to get to. But um the next song that I picked that's just really always stuck with me was Um Hard to Say I'm Sorry by Chicago. Which okay. There's like a small demographic of people that I'm closely related to who even know who Chicago is, <laughs> which is really sad. They're an incredible incredible group. Um wait, I was under the impression that Chicago was like a really big group. They were in like immensely popular in the 70s and 80s and in even some in the 90s, but like people our age is not nearly as common for them to know who Chicago is. Okay. Um but when I was a kid, my um, so we, we've mentioned a million times. My dad passed away. He had a, um, I don't know what you call it, like a book of CDs. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess it was just all of the music he liked. I don't really know. But um, one of the CDs in that case was Chicago's Greatest Hits from mm-hmm. like uh, mid-70s to late 80s. Okay. And, um, dude, I just binge listened. From the time I was a kid, I didn't even understand why it was good. And then I became a musician, and it changed my life. I believe it. Chicago, phenomenal. And my mom loved Chicago, too. She listened to it a lot. Like So I, I was constantly listening to this greatest hit CD, and I know every song on that CD. It's amazing. But hard to say I'm sorry. I liked it anyways, and then when I became a musician, it blew my freaking brain. And if anybody's listening to this and you are a musician, then you'll get a kick out of this. But like the song Changes Keys which by itself is just amazing which is i mean like you can't beat that right it changes keys up a minor third from e major to g major are you what dude <laughs> i know i don't know what that means get out of my podcast <laughs> it the that happening at all <laughs> broke my brain <laughs> when it's i wild once i knew what it was i was like what no you can't do that no one does that and it's true no one does it and that song oh my gosh man the guitar solo and when it changes keys that dude is just singing so high <laughs> and it, it, that song is just absolutely beautiful and uh, there's a there's a handful of brilliant chicago songs but that's the one that always stuck with me is hard to say i'm sorry like yeah It's just a cool song. Lyrically, musically, it's got everything you want. And from the time I was a kid, not understanding what the song was to now, it's just as amazing. Yeah. Both ways. Wow. So there's that.
2: Yeah. I love Chicago. I got uh, Chicago 5 from my uncle, one of my uncles, when I was like 12 or 13 and listened to the heck out of it. And I was like, man, this is... I, I don't I didn't even understand then, of course. I wasn't even playing drums at the time. So
0: and it it's such an a it's such an a it, it almost sounds like it might be a type nine song, or at least I'm not identifying it that way because he's trying to apologize even if he doesn't know if he did something wrong. Right. And that is such a nine thing.
2: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So like that song lyrically for me holds a lot of weight because it's like after all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. I promise to. Right. Even if you don't know if you did anything wrong, you'd still rather apologize and try to fix it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes I, sense. I get it, Peter Cetera. I get it, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, it's a killer song.
2: The most emotional songs for me, uh, I, I mentioned these in episode eight, I think, when we had Joe on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and oh, we talked. we did talk about songs. Yeah, yeah we talked about. <laughs> that was a long podcast. We talked about. Um,
1: <laughs> we almost went two hours.
2: Yeah. Almost, yeah. Um, one that I didn't mention on that one was uh I'm gonna butcher the name, but Edelweiss from The Sound of Music.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: like a waltzy kind of thing, yeah. and the, the guy in the story is just kind of playing it and yeah. singing through it. Um reminds me of my childhood. Also memory from the musical Cats. <laughs> I I don't know what it is about that song. It makes me think of my mom who is still alive. It's not like she's gone or anything. Right. But it's just a childhood thing where I'm like, I wish I could get back to like that stage of life. Yeah. Like my whole adulthood is just, how can I be more like a child? That's so fun. In the midst of being, you know, the Enneagram one where I'm kind of making lists and like all business all day and stuff like that. Like I want to integrate to that seven and just like have, have fun. All day. That's so crazy, man. Um, and then Breath of Heaven at Christmas. <sighs> Can't handle it. Cannot handle it. It'll be on the playlist, go listen to it. I want to take this in kind of a different direction though. What songs or music in general for you all is the most therapeutic? Cause yeah. I, I have some
1: I have found that's wild. I have found that with time, I don't I think that it becomes less therapeutic. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to describe that, but I think that I find more therapy in in podcasts.
2: I I would agree now, so have, having done a podcast <laughs> for a little bit. But. I don't
0: know if this answers the question the way that you're asking. No, that's but fine. I think that any any song that explores emotions that I can't figure out how to get to is therapeutic for me. So a song like "Hard to Say I'm Sorry." Mm-hmm. is a concept that I understand, but not one that i'm I'm always readily willing to think about
2: so conversely the f- well i I understand that as a concept, but it doesn't seem attainable, so I hate it <laughs> and that would just make me more sad
0: yeah I, I get that yeah and and i've always I've always wondered like why do I love all these sad songs yeah because they are sad, and they make me sad, but mm. I that doesn't, I, do, I don't know, it doesn't mean the same thing to me that I guess it means to other people, because sometimes being sad helps me feel better, and I don't even have a way to explain how that works. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I remember the um, one of my favorite bands of all time, it's called Mayday Parade, they're still pretty popular, mm-hmm. and uh, the first song I ever heard by them was a song called Miserable at Best. <laughs> that's the title and the lyrics are all about a girl who uh you lost and you're you're just stuck at home wondering like what she's doing without you and who she might be with And and i love that song i still love it i hate that song it's so but it's so beautiful i get it because it's so it's so identifiable for me
2: that sounds actually miserable
0: yeah. It is. <laughs> and the, like that's the hook of the song is yeah. like without you I I guess I'd be fine but I'd be miserable at best. Wow. Which is such yeah, it's a, it's a crazy like hook for a song but I mean it's it's a beautiful representation of like that late 2000s right. emo genre um which is the best. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> if you ask me I would agree.
2: I love that style.
0: and That song man just like it hit me like a ton of bricks. Um In a way that I I identified with, but also in a way that I felt helped me identify the things that I didn't want to think about. Right. So that's the kind of music I would say is therapeutic for me, is they weren't afraid to go there. And I am. So they helped me me go there.
2: That's crazy because the two examples that I was going to give... Hit on that same kind of principle. Okay, and you know, ones are all about principles. Right. So, Masuga <laughs> and the Dillinger Escape Plan. I knew I, this was going to come I, back to Meshuggah someday. Yeah, and I know that you're laughing, but <laughs> the fact that I can um, listen to that and analyze the mathematics of it, yeah, help me almost like dissociate a little bit. Okay, from my feelings, which is interesting, which is helpful for me sometimes, and can be dangerous for me other times. Because if I dissociate too long, obviously I'm not in touch Yeah. with with feeling, with emotion, things like that. But the fact that I can do that for a little bit is therapy to just get away and get out of my own head for a little bit and analyze and be mathematical, yeah. you know? Um. But to what you said just a second ago, the fact that um both of those bands have music that's so aggressive, it's aggressive and angry, and I don't have to be anymore. Okay. And again another one now thing now I is, understand what you're saying. Right. Another one thing is anger as an yeah. underlying uh feeling, emotion, yeah. even motivation. Right. Too. So if I can listen to that and I'm like, well, they're angry. Now I don't I can relax a little bit. That's because crazy. they are and I don't have to be.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: I never thought of that until uh today. Huh. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because that kind of music doesn't make me feel more angry or make me want to go you know slash somebody's tires or throat right. or whatever but it it helps me um
0: decompress sh- yes
2: that's a perfect word for it yep oh that's uh, that's wild so that's therapy for me really heavy yeah. music that's angry doesn't make me feel more angry but it helps me
0: kind of like get put out yourself of it in check. sure sure it's wild yeah logan did you answer i can't remember sad song no what's the most no, therapeutic like for ther- you oh you said it's Podcast. not really
1: I mean, it's not really like, I guess I could answer and find something, but I, I don't think that that's the therapy for me. Yeah. Um, interesting. Like, it's weird that music has become less and less of a thing to me. Like I find myself, um, just like itching to listen to certain songs a lot less, um, like sometimes I want to listen to music just as background music or background noise, more so than than other things. I think the last thing that was really therapeutic was Atlas, or was one. Yeah, um, yeah. And before that, I mean, there are definitely songs that hold special places in my heart. Um, from like Coldplay or U two, like I like two. Those two are my favorite bands, um, and obviously there's songs across the board that like mean a lot to me. Right. Um but as in therapy and maybe you mean it a different way, but whenever i hear that i think of like i'm in search of healing. Um and which is weird because i wouldn't describe actual therapy as search of healing. Um like only I think there that's another episode, but whenever I think of music as therapy, I immediately default to I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. I need to listen to something, um, that I like identify with or whatever. And I've just found that that's been less and less. Um, the, I will say the only thing that I have been finding myself really itching to listen to. And I think it's just because I'm so excited for this is, uh, The song that uh, will be mine and Bree's first dance. I, dude, that I find myself like all the time wanting to listen to that. Um, So I don't know if that's necessarily therapy, but like it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that.
2: Yeah, maybe in a way, but I don't don't want you to feel like you have to put words to it or something.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess more so, I'm just saying like I've had a really weird relationship with music lately. Like it just is, I have found storytelling in podcasts way more therapeutic um to get my mind off things but also more fun yeah um than music lately which is odd because i feel like a lot of people aren't like that
2: yeah it these days and again like i'm 30 now so <laughs> um Woo. i know but listening to music um i i'm more apt to listen to a new song if i know the story of the artist or the sure. story behind the song,
0: yeah, and that's totally. where
2: the you know those enneagram songs are so.
0: Or is it? Or it's an artist that you already know and respect. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
0: I'm with you. Um, so I
2: would say, well, Logan, you you mentioned healing before, um, but you don't necessarily identify with it as healing, you know, therapy and stuff yeah. like that. I would say for me, like the heavier music is relief not necessarily like a a healing process or anything, but it's like I've lived in this space all day long, and maybe this space that I'm talking about is like stressful, and it's work, and it's like this is tough, and the relief is like it's still going to be there, and you talked about that on Enneagram podcasts, 31, 32, and 33. Um, But for me, it's relief from... That I know it's going to be there when I get back, but I have just a few moments of
1: like... Would that not be healing?
0: Well, you're kind of letting somebody else shoulder the burden for a moment. Maybe. But you know it's going to be there when you come back. Yeah. So I wouldn't classify that. That is healing, maybe.
2: Maybe. Maybe the fact that it it will seem
1: easier when I get back to it. Sure. That seems like healing. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Being Um, able to step away from it right, and then come back is like, healthier. So, to me... I think so, too.
0: Yeah. That's so funny that, like, and we've mentioned this before, the nine and the one are strangely similar, but, like, but still so different. I don't yeah. know. It's it's yeah. just funny. Because I have to, I have to lean into the feelings, and you have to take a step away from the feelings. Yeah. But we're both looking for the same thing. Maybe so. <laughs> Man, life is weird.
2: <laughs> it is weird.
0: Um, do we wanna go sad song?
2: Um, I mean, I pretty much gave mine, so if you all have some sad songs, okay. go for it.
0: Logan, do you wanna go first? I'm you all
2: sad too? it out.
1: Um
0: I'll I'll wrap it up. Okay. So um one of my favorite bands of all time, I'd I'd put them in my my top three for sure, is a band called May and uh they i don't have enough good things to say about may I just, the everglow that's my favorite album of all time great easily. album you've never listened to it i have have you not all the way through i know <laughs> um may I just, they're just brilliant i i can't i can't get enough of it so um i think it's funny when you discover a band at like the end of their like career mm-hmm. so may um they released three studio albums between 2003 and 2008 and 2010 from 2010 to 2011 they released three EPs and then called it quits as a band there were some some inner like band members weren't getting along stuff like that they called it quits the first song I heard was from their very last EP um, which was titled evening at the time And it's the last track on the uh, EP. It's called Sleep Well. Do you mean at the time in a way that it's changed? Yes. So, yeah, I don't have time to go into it all. But, uh, yeah. So essentially, they had three EPs. What's it called now? Well, they combined all three EPs, but the EPs were called Morning with the M in parentheses, and then Afternoon with the A in parentheses, and then Evening with the E in parentheses, which spells May, like their band. (laughs) <laughs> they've re-released those EPs as an album that's titled M-A-E in parentheses each letter. Right. Um, and some of the songs are slightly different. Arrangements are different. Songs are different. All that stuff. Did they and,
2: do that on, on purpose from the get-go? Yes.
0: Well, oh. maybe not to re-release as, as an album, but they did morning, afternoon, and evening, and there's instrumental tracks on each EP that correlate with that time of day.
2: Well, I, I'm asking, from the get-go, did they call themselves May Oh, no, no, no. So, May, May
0: actually stands for Multisensory Aesthetic Experience. We don't have time for all this.
2: That's No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so,
0: they had a song called Sleep Well, and it was the first song I'd ever heard. Our our dear friend, Tyler Stuxbury, um who is, had been a fan of this band for a long time, showed me this song, and it just blew my freaking mind. It was everything that I wanted in a band. It was, like, post-emo, like alternative music, it had a longer than necessary buildup and the lyrics were great. And then, so there's a three and a half minute chunk of the song and then it just kind of holds for a second and then it would switch to the next track, which was a three minute just jam. Yeah. just They're just railing like on this chord progression that repeats itself as a theme in the two previous EPs. Which I didn't know at the time. I do know now. Gotcha. I think they're just freaking geniuses. Yeah. So anyways, I can't talk about this song without reading some of the lyrics really quickly. Um, The reason I wanted to bring this one up is, and at the time I didn't know this, but now this is a song that um, I don't know how they meant it when they wrote it, but to me it's like saying goodbye to someone that you've lost, uh, which obviously is a very pertinent theme in my life. You didn't know that at the time? No. Wow. When I listened to it, I didn't even have time to take all... take Yeah, all the yeah, words. yeah. So I'm just going to read like the first... There's only two verses, because the song is strangely long. So the first verse is, I begin to dream with barely open eyes tonight. A quiet melody, it sings me to sleep, I fall. With whispered songs of hope that come toward my ears and stick inside my head. And hold at bay the fear, the droplets on the pain reverberate the same thing. And it says, sleep well... Sleep well tonight. Oh, won't you sleep well? Won't you sleep well tonight? And then the second verse is, All that I believe and all I know that we can do, it begins again with day, and it begins again with me and you. So let's quiet and be still and steal these peaceful hours all away, and we'll claim the stars as ours. I know just where they'll be and what they'll say, and they will sing, Sleep well, sleep well tonight. Won't you sleep well? Won't you sleep well tonight? <laughs> <laughs> dude just like killer stuff so again i don't know how they meant it right but to me it's uh it's it's a goodbye to a person that you know is about to leave right and you're trying to make the most of that last little time which is both a beautiful thought and an agonizing thought yeah and i think that's that's exactly what i want in a song and um it's just so good and the song is good. Like musically, it's so good. Um, so you can still listen to it. Well, I think we're gonna post links to all the yeah
2: yeah let's, all the songs
0: we've talked about so definitely. far. But dude, that one, holy cow, yeah, it's good and sad. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if it's sad for them. It's sad for me. Yeah, which is not an issue. I like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what song did you sing at my at my dad's graveside?
0: Um, It was Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone, the Chris Tomlin version.
1: That's what I thought. Okay. So (laughs) I just wanted to bring up how you were the source of one of my happiest songs and also one of the saddest. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. Um, But the saddest song, and dude, I cannot, cannot. Hear these, I'm gonna actually list a few. Hear these songs without just losing it. Um, so first is Blessed Assurance, and I love that song, and it also hurts me, so I can't listen to it. Um, and then next is How Great Thou Art which was played at my grandfather's funeral then my father's um so it's now to the point that it hurts only <laughs> um and then also oddly enough i can only imagine um and it's also these are all like worship songs that have been tied up in a very negative way for me <laughs> so um like breeze I don't know when it came out. I feel like it was Mother's Day. Bree's uh, family wanted to see that movie. I can only imagine about
2: it. That was like, recent, right? Yeah, past year or so.
1: Yeah, like Like I feel like the beginning of summer. Yeah. Um, and so, um, they wanted to see it, and I just shut my mouth and was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and knew it was just gonna wreck me. Um, and so we see the movie. And it just, it does, like, Brie and I get back to the car, and she's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I, like, cried twice in the movie. (laughs) And I didn't think I'd like it. It was better than I thought it'd be. But there were just parts that it just killed me. Yeah. And uh, so we get in the car, and I'm like, I can't handle this. So then we, like, stop for a while and talk. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, those songs, they just, they wreck me. Like, I can't really handle I can't keep it together during those songs and gotcha. um they I think that um per my my therapist um I associate things with things and so I will bottle my emotion up in those things and try to leave them there and um so whenever they get brought back and then opened up the emotion comes back because it's there um because I've put it in there (laughs) that makes
2: sense i think i can relate in that there are some albums and songs that i just won't listen to anymore because i don't want to like bring back yeah yeah yeah,
1: there's like yeah there's like anything from like a high school breakup to like (laughs) tragedy yeah that i will associate certain things with and then it just hurts yeah um so yeah mainly those things are like the saddest and then Lance sure. singing at uh my dad's graveside was you know. I don't even know how that happened. How did that did my did my mom ask you?
0: I don't remember, dude.
1: I just remember you did it. You and Rachel. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh wait, was it you and
0: yeah, I think Rachel sang with me.
1: Y- yeah. Yeah, it was Rachel. Okay. I didn't know if it was another girl. it was Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that's it. That was really the only things that really came to mind. Because whenever you talk about sad songs, that that kind of registers the highest in sure. emotion. Yeah. Um. There's other things that that I feel very sad from. Um. I feel a lot of nostalgia from songs. I can go back through and just like, uh, whether Gosh, it be happy yeah. or sad or whatever. But like, right. I immediately remember times that I was listening to it or the yes. like time around. Uh, whenever it came out, whenever it was popular or whatever. Um, and some of those are really sad um, and make me feel a lot of emotion or whatever. Um, I think that, like, there was a point in time, uh, like, a while ago that Bree and I weren't together um, for, like, five days. <laughs> and uh, during that time, so one of our, like, favorite songs is uh, Hypnotized by Coldplay and uh, like it's so good we almost considered it being like the song that everybody else walks down the aisle to gotcha um, and by almost consider I mean we considered it <laughs> but uh, it almost was but it's not Um, but even just hearing that like during that week just wrecked me but then beyond that I was listening to other Coldplay songs that just brought up a bunch of stuff. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I think that I... Maybe that's why I don't find therapy in it, because I, like, I have had therapy in it, but it also... I don't know. Like, it's just not the way that I'm dealing with it now, because obviously I've dealt with it that way in the past.
2: Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: So, I I also get really... This is weird. This is weird and superstitious and more about, like, my type, but, like... I I find myself being fearful of like plugging things to emotions or th- plugging emotion emotions to things because if something were to happen bad, I don't want that thing to be ruined for me. Right. And I know that certain things get ruined by that.
0: That's crazy. Does, what do you mean? I just never heard that put that way before.
2: But it makes perfect sense to me because yeah. I won't listen to the first full length Fleet Foxes song anymore because of like what was happening in my life for six to nine months or so. Yeah. During, during the time (laughs) when I loved that album, like it was turmoil. Yeah. Emotionally, even spiritually a little bit. And, you know, like all of it.
1: So I find myself, yeah, I I find myself thinking like, I'm not, I will not, listen to this right now and i'm going to wait for a time that i know the thing i'm worried about to be gone because if the thing i'm worried about becomes true then it will also in turn ruin that thing
2: see but that to me doesn't sound superstitious that sounds logical and efficient
1: <laughs> <That's> so- <laughs> i but i think it does make me sound a little insane well no, sure I and know. i i feel like i have been very <laughs> honest on this podcast about yeah. who i am <laughs> um well we've already established that we're both insane so right it's fine fine.
0: but (laughs) you guys um, guys aren't okay (laughs) (laughs) we know we know
1: (laughs) we're trying to fix it everyone in the world knows um so yeah i mean i I don't feel like i wrapped it up i feel like i should let you go because go last because i didn't realize yours was going to be so beautiful but (laughs) um yeah i mean sad songs have a very weird place in everybody's heart i think i think that it's like uh something that everybody kind of has or has something for that. Yeah. Feeling. Yeah. But, um, but it's also like oddly specific. Does that make sense? What I yeah. mean? Like yeah. everybody experiences this, but in their own way. Well, I do have one that could actually
2: for sure, like wrap up the entire episode. <laughs> if you want to go that route,
0: I have two honorable mentions. Yeah. Go for, I'd like go to for it. throw those out and then we can close with that. But, um, these two are the two songs that made me fall in love with two of my like top three or four favorite bands. Yeah. Maybe not. It doesn't have as much of an emotional tie as it does. Just like this was the song that led me to love this band. Um, Muse is my favorite band for sure. And the song Time Is Running Out was the mm-hmm. first one I ever heard. And I I had never heard anything like it. It was just like the bass starts the song. Which already is unusual for Fuzz- moder- modern music It's fuzzy bass fuzzy bass, like the 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 way that the three instruments in the band work together and they're all doing intricate things, but they're not busy and they're not on top of each other, is phenomenal, and then Matt Bellamy's voice is stupid. like what a what a beautiful like compilation of people.: I can get behind music
2: that entire album.
0: Absolution is amazing. Yeah. So, Time is Running Out was the first song I ever heard. And just to throw a little quick funny story into it, the reason I found out about Muse was because in my family growing up, American Idol was was a big thing. Hmm. We watched every night, every episode, all about it. So, the season where Adam Lambert was on, um, I was like, this dude's incredible. He's very talented. And MySpace was very big at this time. (laughs) So, I (laughs) followed him on MySpace And you know, in MySpace, you had like a little music player of like your favorite songs. Yep. So his number one song was Time Is Running Out by Muse. I'd never heard of Muse and I'd never heard of anything. Okay. I listened to Time Is Running Out and I was like, what is this beautiful sound? Uh (laughs) So the next day I went to school and I was talking to people about, have you heard about Muse? And do you know Matt Turvin? No. Do you know, you know remember Matt Turvin? Yeah. Incredible guy. He was like, bro, I love Muse. I have all their albums. I'll give it to you. I said, come on. They <laughs> just released The Resistance in 2000. This was 2009. And um, so he gave me all their albums up to that point. Yeah. And I just like binged it. Wore them out. Fell in love. Time is running out. Was a special song. And then the second one, I don't have as great of a story. Um, Two Sides of Lonely is a song by The Lone Bellow that uh, will make you feel things you didn't know you could feel. And they are incredible musicians, incredible songwriters and people. And Joe Collins, our, our, Judd? our sh- resident Judd Apatow, um, before they had released an album, actually, I think, um, they had done this internet series called Serial Box Presents, which was yeah. based in Texas, I'm pretty sure. And um, he was like, you got to watch this video. This band's incredible. Yeah. And he was right. So that's a great song. Teach
2: Me To Know Whew. by The Lone Bellow. Tree to Grow. at
0: The, the live version at Ooh. the Newport Folk Festival? Yes. Yeah, dude. That no, video is nasty. I could watch
2: that video over and over for the rest of my life and not do anything else. It'd be fine.
0: You can, Tree you, to Grow. Come on. Tree to Grow is...
2: I don't know that one. Good grief. Listen to it. I'll, so I'll go bad. listen to it. Let's Ooh. put it on that playlist.
0: You can tell when an artist believes at the bottom of their heart what they're selling. That's him. And he, dude, it's like every performance might be his last. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he's in it,
1: and the girl. Whenever we saw them, which is crazy, crazy. A year to the day.
0: Yeah, it was it was this time last year. Wow. No, 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 no. A year to the day. Oh, it's November of last year.
1: When we saw them, Brie and I will get married. Oh, that's funny. I love it. Yeah, Beautiful. The, she had strep. Yeah, she had strep throat and sang,
0: and it you couldn't even tell until the very end. They said it. She was like, they were like, We're sorry, she's not feeling great. We're gonna make this encore kind of short because Kanine has strep throat. And everybody was like,
2: She was so good. Jesus, like I'm gonna say it on the podcast. What the hell?
0: <laughs> she killed That's it, man.
2: Crazy. I
0: know. It was it was holy beautiful. crap. Yeah. can you imagine strep? Dude. Strep her. No, because I Just... haven't had
2: strep since I was like nine, but I had it like seven <laughs> times when I was a kid. And it I've was had terrible. It a bunch.
0: Yeah, she killed it, man. She's wow. amazing. So yeah, That's those crazy. are my two honorable mentions. So.
2: Well, I'll I'll give one that's been a recent one for me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to sound so contrived, but it is the song Magazines by Night Colors. Because the part that, that we ended with last week, you know, it's, it was our first of season two. The lyrics to the chorus of the song are I Need You to Love You. And that, I like, it destroys me every time I hear it.
0: Yeah. I thought the same thing when I heard it.
2: Yeah. it's It's just so good. So. If you want to check them out some more, you can find them on nightcolorsmusic.com or check out their album How the Night Began on nightcolorsmusic.bandcamp.com and they're on all the usual uh, music platforms, iTunes and Spotify. Also, remember that we will have a Spotify playlist tied to this episode so you can follow along and you can even um, go back and listen to all of the songs that we talked about on this episode. Along with that, go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you like what you hear, and please share it with everybody you know. And leave us a message. um, You can leave it on Facebook or Instagram uh, or in our email. These are words at gmail.com. That's These Are Words with a Z at the end. But we would love to hear from you and hear what your favorite um, funny or emotional or powerful songs are. Alright, we'll see you next week.
0: I need you to love you.